Some things we eat at lunch at one o'clock Some things we eat at lunch at two o'clock And some things we eat at lunch at seven o'clock The Lunch Club Hello and welcome to The Lunch Club uh, It is the 28th of April 2022 We are in the Admiral Woods and I am joined by Alan Edgar. Hello, Alan. How are you, my friend? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Looking forward to this. Work is finished. The weekend started. Let's do it. Love it. Also joined today by our good friend, Paul Carlin. Hello, Paul. How are you? Oh, good friend. That's nice. Uh, thank you, Gal. Lovely to be here in the Lunch Club spiritual home with two of my, my favourite cynics. Oh, thank you very much. Um, it's a huge weekend. Alan, it's a huge weekend. We are now on the beers. Uh, work has been patched. We're ready to go. We're good to go. How are you feeling about the huge semi-final? Excited, nervous. It feels like the season kind of not culminates on Sunday, but it's a huge step either way. So, uh, ah, it's massive. I'm just really looking forward to it now. It's been a a slightly different week compared to normal derbies, and I don't know why. Maybe we'll flesh it out a wee bit, but. I haven't felt the same, quite the same nerves as yet, but I'm sure that will come. But looking forward to it. At this point, I'm ready to go. Paul, how are you feeling yourself coming into it? I like Alan. I'm a wee bit concerned by my lack of nerves. I, I don't like this. The last time I felt like this was the 2-2 draw last season. And, yeah, I mean, I, I'll shake myself about these games all the time, but... There's so much importance in this game, you know, our, our, the, basically the treble hangs on this game. Uh, there, I said it early, sorry, but um, well, it does... Set, setting the stakes is a very important. Aye, I, I, I want us, obviously want us to win a treble. I'd love to beat them and then have a really nice easy day uh, in June the... Is it June the 6th is the, June the, the, 6th, the final? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, a, a nice day, a nice day out. And we don't have to worry about playing fucking Falkirk or Inverness Cali Thistle, right? This is the final. He's not only jinxed this Sunday, he's jinxed <laughs> a potential final as well. That's Even for Paul Carlin, that's quite a feat. Um, you know, that, the idea of um, the Scottish Cup final, Celtic being in it for the treble, under Ange Postacoglu, a nice sunny June 6th. I mean, it is absolutely tantalising, my arm. Steady. I'm just saying. Perry is steady. I'm just saying is all. Let's talk about the semi-final. <laughs> All right, Captain Sensible. Oxy, Carl and I, bringing, um, bringing us down. Oh, look at us, we arrived early and had a beer beforehand, and look at us now talking about a final. Uh, uh, actually, my friend, we arrived on time. Right. <laughs> Let's move on to the next agenda item. <laughs> the next uh, agenda item. I got a question from uh, Paul. Paul sent this in the other day, um, but we didn't. Have to, we just not had time to cover it. Um, under the rat, we collectively seem to feel that we would just turn up and beat them against Pedro Warburton Gerard to... Does the panel think we will kick on under Ange and achieve this same feeling of dominance? Um, I want to pick up on this. Um, we talked about expectations and stuff yesterday on the weekly, myself, Barry and, and Sarmani, and we talked about, you know, this idea that, you know, I, for a weirdly for a while, I, the treble became like this benchmark of something you should do, which, if you think about it, is wild, right? Um, and... Paul's question, I, I've been thinking about it for the last couple of days. That was such a, a an interesting period in that it was kind of unprecedented. Rangers had, you know, they'd went out of business, they'd worked ourselves back up, 
They didn't have a lot of money. They are in the league on the bait. It's the first time in the league and all that. And we were just so much fucking better than them. Since then, they got to UEFA Cup, Europa League final. They've won a title. I just don't... I think that was so unprecedented and it was so unique that the idea that we turn up and expect to spank them... I don't think that'll ever come back unless they take another huge dip. Paul, your thoughts? Yeah, it's definitely different vibes now. Those were great days. Loved just going to those games and, and expecting to win by five or four goals every time. And we had a great time. We enjoyed it. Uh, we make podcasts about those games now. Brilliant memories. But it was a different time. Like I've been thinking about the way we look at Rangers, right? I would, I would love, yeah, I, I like this the idea of like kick on under Ange and achieve what is possible, achieve the same feeling of dominance. Yeah, you, we can be dominant over Rangers and we should be aiming to be dominant over Rangers. But I don't want Celtic to look at the four matches against Rangers as the most important fixtures of the season, right? Yeah. I want us to look beyond Rangers. I want us to look to Europe and just see them as one of the harder games that we play domestically. It's the, for me, there's this mentality that the games against Rangers are the most important ones. Yeah, they matter a lot for emotional reasons, but see, just stripping all that out of it, we should be beating them. Our team's better in every way. We should be beating them every game. We probably won't beat them in every game. We will beat them this weekend, but it might not be that the case every time. For me, it's a more a, a wider, more holistic view at what Celtic should achieve under Ange rather than focusing on the games against them. Interesting point of view, Paul. Uh, Alan, your thoughts? I agree in terms of what we should be doing and where we should be. In reality, I, I loved those days. It was great. Oh, yeah. Especially when you were mentioning, Paul, about kind of rocking up and beating them. The time at Ibrox, the 5-1, uh, at the end of the season was just, that was just incredible. Um, and it's difficult to see if that will come back. And I think largely because it's not just about us. That's what we like to do, talk about things that we can control, but I think there would have to be a, a slip element from Rangers in order to, for it to get to that stage, which oh, wouldn't, wouldn't they be upset at? And then we can, as you say, focus on those European games, etc. So I think, I think if Ange won this weekend, irrespective of how we play, whether it's a, a trouncing, whether it's a penalty kicks, whatever, I think it would be a really fucking vintage season, like genuinely... It would be absolutely up there. And even though it wouldn't be that same, everyone will be very quick to say the gaps, this or it's that. See, when you've got all three trophies tucked away in your top pocket, it doesn't matter. Because that's it's about what's tangible. And I've heard a lot of chat this week about the gap isn't that big and actually we've got better. <laughs> the tangible difference in points is bigger than it was however many months ago. It's all about what you, in football, when managers leave, and Andrew's quite, he's good at talking about when he's not here and when he's moved on. It's about what you can hold in your hands, what medals you've got. It's not about the gap or anything. It's just about what you can point to and say, that's what we did, that's what we achieved. So this is another one this weekend. And then as Paul says, next year, then we can start thinking about bigger and better. But we don't have that this year. All we've got is the Scottish Cup now, and everything else is largely sorted. So... Go and get that other one. I feel like the gap is all they fucking have now, really, at this stage. They just talk about the gap. We beat them. They're like, oh, the gap's getting smaller. We beat them again. Oh, the gap's getting smaller. I wanted to ask you both a question, right? Okay. Would you rather, or what feels better, right? Which feels better? 
beating them five. I mean, I think they, I don't know the answer. This, but beating them five 0 when they are ab- objectively shite, and we are. I said objectively, objectively shite, and we are good. Or when we beat them three two, we beat them two one, and their disappointment levels go poof. What uh, feels better to you? Smashing them. I mean, see, see what I would say is, and we're, we're, we'll talk about this in a, in a couple of minutes. Um, Martin O'Neill. In fact, you know what? I'm going to bring this in. Martin O'Neill. Sorry. I, I just like to answer Paul's. I feel like, see, the answer to that question is me at about half eleven <laughs> on a Saturday night after I've had like ten pints, where you just think, "What would you like? Everything. Yeah. I want everything." So I, I honestly can't answer that because I like all the victories. I want all the. I want yeah, everything. Yeah. I, want the, it, all the I want it now. So, I just, uh, so that's an impossible question to answer, I think. I just a quote from Martin O'Neill. He says, The Rangers side of today, I don't think, would have lived with the Rangers side of the time I was there. That's just my view. You're talking about Ronald DeBoer, Giovanni Van Bronckers, Malls, Ferguson, and all that, right? I, I mean, his kind of point is, and, and I, I, I've done, see, you, you're talking about beat them 3 2 and all that. I've done the Rangers having these outrageous squads and still beating them and I've smashed them when they've been had fucking pathetic Andy Halliday gimps and you know people will turn around and say well what did you prefer more did you prefer the fact that your team took on a range of internationals um, they should have been there all that stuff but and beat them or do you prefer literally shooting fish in a barrel I prefer shooting fish in a barrel because that, that those fish, that, that Andy Halliday and all those guys, <laughs> yeah. and all those pathetic gimps. There's nothing funnier than them thinking they can lay a glove on us and then getting absolutely their ass handed to them. So that's what I feel. I feel I think it's fair, and I know that your question is not entitled around or based around that idea. You're you're based around the idea of let them think they're getting close to us and still beat them because smacking them down once again. It's it's the combination of. Glorious victory for us and crushing disappointment for them. I think that's just a cocktail that I just want to drink all my life, you know? Let me ask you this, Alan, right? And I'll come to you, Paul, as well. Do you think they are closer to us? Than? Than they were before Michael Beale came in? Because that's the narrative we're being paid Maybe. Aye, sure. If you like. <laughs> I genuinely... I mean, I, See, I, I don't. It's, it's, a, it's an entirely hypothetical question, and I'm not being... I'm not trying to be facetious or being a dick, but <laughs> look, see, see, if the, see if the gap's like 5% less or 25% less. doesn't matter a jot. Because the gap's still there. The, the whole nature of the league is that you don't make, put yourself into an irrecoverable situation. I, I think, to be honest, they probably were in a situation that was not recoverable at that point when he came in. But they've not done anything to actually get it closer. Like we talked about after the last game, uh, I've heard a lot of discussion about the performance at Celtic Park and how actually they were unlucky not to get something out of the game. Getting something out of the game was no use to Rangers. They had to get three points out of the game. A point was fucking useless for them, and they didn't get that. So, and they didn't create anything. They didn't, in no way, shape, or form, did they deserve to win that game. I don't really think they did enough to get a draw, but that's an argument you could at least have. So that's what they had to do. They had to win at Ibrox in January. Failed to do so. By the way, scoring in the 88th minute isn't any different from scoring in the 65th minute. So it might make you feel more upset as a fan. But in reality, that's the game. So 
Michael Beale's done nothing to actually put any pressure on Celtic. The gap might be less because they were really, really poor under Van Bronckhorst, but they've done nothing at all. They've lost the cup final. Tangibly bring that to put any pressure on Celtic. They haven't beaten Celtic in over a year. Yeah, and see doing it on Sunday, that will be that's something for them. But it doesn't help them in terms of the position they're in the league. So, and it's a one-off game. I think Samani spoke really well about that last night in the weekly, saying, look, it's a one-off game. You just don't know what can happen. That's absolutely right. There's nothing that will happen on Sunday that would make me think, by the way, that Rangers team are, going to go and are win the far league better than year. us and we are in a real trouble. We might have a title race next year, don't have a problem with that, that's fine. But I have complete confidence in this side and what we are doing. And the idea that we'll just stay static and not improve is something that I think seeped in as well. This notion, Rangers will get better, better and better. It's like, I, by the way, hand up. We might actually try and get a wee bit better as well. Yeah. Novel yeah. fucking concept. Um, what I think is interesting is, um, and I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I've just been looking at some of the players they've been linked with, and they're all that, it's all very um, Derby County and... But it's all very, uh, what do you call them, what was the old guy, the old um, kind of scout that we had? Oh, yeah, uh, what do you call the guy, remember? John Park. John no, Park. no, no, oh, John... no, the guy after him. Aye, the one who is... Oh, under... the guy that went to Leicester? Yes. Uh, Oh, and he's something tin, something tin. It's Congerton, it's Lee Congerton. Lee, it's all very Lee Congerton. What do you win? What do you win? Uh, I'll, I'll get you a drink. I'd love it. <laughs> oh, I owe someone a drink from the live show on Wednesday night. I never caught him after. Who? Because they get the question right where the answer to the question was Winston Churchill. Yes. <laughs> That's a good one for people that weren't there. Uh, yeah. What was the question if the answer was Winston Churchill? Please send in what you think it was. Yeah. Wrong answers, wrong questions, wrong questions only. Um, I would like to hear, and please forward them on to me. I'd like to know what people think your question was. Editor at thecynic.co and I'll forward them on to Alan. No bother. He's he's serious by the way. Do they win a prize? That sounds like a a normal segment. (laughs) Uh, They win a Cynic uh, pen drive. I can imagine Alan goes for a pint with his dad later on this evening. His his dad's like, what you got up to the day on the the, the old podcast? I was talking about Winston Churchill, you know. (laughs) Winnie, as we call him. (laughs) Um, <laughs> hey, I've got a question about that Martin O'Neill thing. Is he talking about his Celtic team? We'll, we'll come to that. We'll oh, sorry. To that. But I, I just want to the, the, the players that the league Congerton style players that Rangers are being linked with, uh, the the winger from Swansea and you know a couple other defenders and stuff. You just look at it and you think, um, I think they are starting to really start to kind of shop in the bargain basement. You know, like you guys, guys like Tillman. You know, no matter what you think of him overall as a complete player, I think he's got qualities, and I think he can't. He's actually in the final third; he can make stuff happen. Outside of that, I think he's fucking useless. But what? What? what I'm be thi- singing fucking Star Spangled Banner in two seconds. Yeah, grip yourself. I think he's all right. Well, you know, my point is, he's not going to sign for him because they want ten million. Bayern Munich want ten million for him, right? Well, if he does, you're going to have a big egg in your face. Oh, I tell you that, boy. Sake, well, I- Season ticket holder at Ibrox. Incoming. Who you? I. Fuck it, I'll do it. <laughs> Season ticket holder. Um, when it comes to the game on Saturday, Sunday, sorry, there was a quote from Jackie McNamara, and I want to talk. I want to. I'll come to Martin Neal thing in a minute, right? Cool. But Jackie McNamara says that Cameron Carter Vickers is Celtic's Player of the Year. Um, Cameron Carter Vickers has been the Player of the Year. He's been solid, and he isn't scared to go one v one or leave himself a bit exposed at the back strong and he reads the game well but he can play as well he's been terrific signing I thought Kyogo hit the ground running when he first came to the club but he's got better and better 
He has a double movement, which as a he has a double movement. Don't really know what that means. Which as a defender is difficult to mark, even though he isn't big or physical. He's sharp. He's a good eye for goal, and he gets into some terrific areas. Jackie Manamara is someone who very much can speak about defending uh, in a Celtic side because um, he was very good at it. Um, player of the year is not not far off. I, I don't think his kind of levels of performance, but I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure Carmen Carvajal would get it from me. Definitely in the conversation, of yeah. course. And as we say, Jackie McNamara is someone who knows what it is to be a top top defender at Celtic. What's your thoughts on his comments? He's in the mix for sure, and he's had a good season. I mean, he's he's, he's barely let us down at all. Like really, I am. Um, even in some of those shite European performances, and actually, don't, I think we've seen him injured for a couple of years. He, he, he missed about three games. Yeah. yeah. So, I think he's our most reliable defender, centre half certainly. Um, I think he's in the mix. I think he's he's in the the top four or five players of the season. But he's up against. Quickly, Paul, who should have the three? Do you think? Who's going to win it? No, no. Just who would you, who who else would be up for it for you personally? Uh, McGregor, Hatati, Kyogo, Carter Vickers, Carter Vickers. One more. Taylor, probably Greg Taylor. Yeah, um, you know Jota's had a good season. You know, Jota has had a good season. Nah, he's had, he's, yeah, he's had a good season. I think he's consolidated. Um, but for me, it's Cameron Carter Vickers has not had as big an impact on this team as Real Hatati and Kyogo this season. I but, think I, I think that's a good fair, a good point. I also think it's kind of weirdly unfair, but I think that's the bias of defenders. Yeah, you yeah. you. You choose to be a defender, right? It's not the glam. Is it being a drummer in a band? It's not the glamorous role. Actually, bass player in a band. Aye, drummers do get to. I feel like I could play bass in a band. Yeah, to be yeah, honest. bass player. Give me, give me an afternoon. Uh, Alan, uh, your thoughts on Cameron Carter-Vickers? I, I, I would see, given the season we've had and the success we've had, some of the football we've played, I think it would be a wee bit. I just don't give it to a defender. I know, I know. You I know, know, I think. And it's not to be on, because I think CCB's been exceptional this year, and I think that he is, is right that he's in the discussion, but I think to give it to a centre-half this season would be a bit Was Van Dijk maybe much. the last player to win it as a centre-half? Charlie Mulgrew won it before or after? I think both of those guys, though, had a, a kind of element of going forward as well. Yeah. I think CCB is largely a defender. A defender yeah. You know, it's, I, just, I think it would be a wee bit... Unreasonable to give it to him. I think Kyogo will get it because goals is what it's about. I think if you're looking at consistency over the season, Hitati. I'd probably say Hatati, but I do think, to be honest, I even think I would maybe even vote for Kyogo just because, see, he's likely to breach 30 goals. You win a treble, League Cup final, he's been there for the trophies we've won, so I'd probably give it to Kyogo, but I think Hatati. Hatati was the one player to me that I thought just looked in the Champions League like he needed the other players to lift around them. So, you know, there's, I would be upset if he got it as well. I, I actually, I, I agree with your point about a defender getting it. Um, but I honestly would be fine with anyone getting it, like out of those five. I just think everyone has really been, this has been a real team effort. This has been a real squad effort. Uh, and I just think everyone has contributed. Um, yes, but, but strikers and wingers, man. Oh no, strikers. Uh, no, no, I've got, no, I've got. I mean, I know, no, I've got. Like, who scores the goals? What wins games? Goals wins games. I think it's, of course, it's, it's the same notion as 
Taylor's had a really good season. Do I think he should get player of the year? No. 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 Give him a new contract. Right, there's your fucking reward for playing so well this season. Right. By the way, dial it back, right? You're trying to you're trying to reward them, not punish them. Here's I've been playing, fucking I've contract. been playing too much football manager, honestly. I'm, I'm you're treating them like Greg from Succession as opposed to Greg from Celtic. <laughs> Very good. I started watching it, so I know why. It's funny, though, because um, I'm guessing your thing is the same as me when I'm playing football manager. And um, a player I like uh, has played really, really well. And I've given him praise and he's not reacting. So even though he's got four years left in his contract, I'll give him a new five-year deal. Yeah. Yep, 20, extra, grand, extra extra. 20 grand a week, yeah. yep, <laughs> pathetic. Um, yeah, just to Martin O'Neill thing, Martin O'Neill was talking about um, this Celtic side versus his Celtic side, um, and his, kinda, his point was essentially that it doesn't really matter because the 67 side are the best of all time, so what's the point? Um, but he talks about how terrific his team were and how terrific Ange's team is, and it's all very kind of... It's all very complimentary without making a point. Um, some Someone else, though, an ex-Celtic player and manager, uh, Neil Lennon said that the Seville team would uh, essentially physically swat this side away, um, which I found fucking wild. Um, this Rangers team or the Celtic team? The Celtic team. The, six, the, the Seville Celtic team would kind of physically outmaneuver this Celtic team. Now, the thing is, I'm not necessarily... If someone said to me, what's the better team, the Seville team or this team? I normally always would have went the Seville team, but see, since he said that, I'm like, actually, the Seville team are terrible compared yeah. to this team. The Seville team without Neil Lennon, yeah. But what, what do you think about it? I mean, obviously, we're, it's fantasy booking. It's not true. It's not. It's, you can never prove... X, Y, or Z because everything's different. But let me ask you this, and I'll come to you, Alan, as well. What team do you prefer watching? Not, not necessarily what is the better and more effective team. What team do you prefer watching? Fuck it, I'll go on insight. The this team, Angie's team. I'm like in love with this team, in a way that feels. I don't know, man. It feels like profound. I love. I love the fact that we've got a guy like Rio Hatati. I love that we've bought these players for fuck all and they're impressing on such a... But then again, I'm like, you've done fuck all in Europe, so, so fuck. It's a hard one to answer, actually. I, I, I think that the Seville team were so effective and they knew how to win in a way that other teams since or even before didn't. I think they were far more effective, but I think this team played better football and I actually don't think it's actually even close. And I, I just in terms of the style of football but if the two teams were to play each other I don't think it's as easy as oh the Seville team were more physical I think you completely undermine everything they did by saying it was just physicality and I think that to say that this team are kind of weak which is kind of the, the kinda I just like to wish Bobo Baldi all the best in catching Kyogo <laughs> good, good luck my friend Bobo Baldi is one of the fastest footballers I've ever seen in my life so the, the worrying thing is Varga, you Varga. really don't want to know the answer to how they would catch him because it would involve Hutton, well, <laughs> Japanese stuff. Yeah. Um, what you doing? I'm, uh, can I be honest? Uh, there's an American can I, daily show that covers sports called First Take. Maybe some of your American listeners or even some of sports fans over here might have come across it. And all they do is they, dis they discuss certain topics. See when it's like a quiet news day, they just bring up like things like who's better, LeBron or 
Michael Jordan, or they talk about who's the best quarterback ever. They just make up these hypothetical discussions to try and garner content. And see this, like, I hate. See, Seville team, this team, I don't, I don't mean to sound like, you know, somebody in the away and going, oh, look, we're all Celtic fans here, let's not argue. But, <laughs> you know, it's two great Celtic teams. They're, they're wildly different. One competing at a much higher level than the one that's at now and proved themselves at that level. So they've got that. But they just weren't, they weren't the same. You know, it's a, it's a completely different era. So it's, it's one of those hypothetical discussions, I just think. And I think it's really... It's classic Neil Lennon for him to say, who do you think would win? Instead of being magnanimous and saying, well, this current team are really good, they're really fast, says, ah, we'd hammer them. It's like, that's literally I haven't seen the quotes because I just, I mean, it's literally, I don't want to fucking But watch. it's like, with, with all due respect to Neil Lennon and what his success is, I still haven't forgiven him, right? And let's not get into it, but, he, I but, but oh, oh, he literally says, like, uh, oh, we'd, we'd physically dominate them. And it's like, that sums you up as a manager. Like, if Neil Lennon took over from Celtic tomorrow, he'd be like, oh, we need to get some fucking big central midfielders. And all I, that. I really do think that there should be a real moratorium period on Neil Lennon opinions. And by <laughs> the way, it is nowhere near being fucking over. Ah, yeah. You know, it's still far too fresh in my memory to... Time is a great healer, but you need to give it a good bit of fucking time. But he also needs to shut the fuck up. Yeah, when you're sorry, fucking I mean, making learning. That's exactly what I mean. Ah, okay, aye. sorry, sorry, aye. I thought you were As in, look, go on holiday for like a long time and then come back. I even, do you know, and, and this annoys me, see when I seen the picture that I think was leaked out for the PLZ soccer interview and I just seen him sitting there and, and it's, it's terrible. I just seen him, I thought, I fucking, I can't, aye. I can't watch it, I don't want to listen to it. No. That's the first quotes I've heard through it because I genuinely just aye. don't want to. Yeah. And that's, the fall from grace is... Big. Wild, yeah, yeah, big. Um, uh, aye, but Rob Douglas or Joe Hart, who was better? Anyway, moving on. Uh, Joe Hart by a mile, by the way. Just, I, I don't, actually, I, Jay, I, I don't, don't think it's I close. I don't know, man. I like no, no. Joe Hart's better. Rob Douglas had some good games. He had some great games, Valencia away, etc. But there was never real confidence in Rob Douglas. Nah, that's true. That's true, that's fine. Um, it's funny because um, this is like uh, who would win, Bruno San Martino or Hulk Hogan? Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's something you can never ever do. Who's better, uh, CM Punk in his prime or. Nah, it's always CM Punk. Anyway, it's so. Uh, right, I, I got a question for you both, um, and I, I think I, I think it's a, a, an interesting one. If you could have one thing defined going into this derby, what would it be? So you've won. So we have now had it confirmed that Jota, Hatati, and Abada are available. Now that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to pick to start. It doesn't necessarily mean they'll be involved in the game, but they're definitely available. Um, which kind of fucks up this question. <laughs> um, Paul, if they had one thing to find for this this weekend, this Sunday. For clarity, listener, dear listener, I didn't understand the question, and I asked Gal to explain what he meant by the question. And it was a very clear description there as well, which yeah. would have obviously, yeah. any question so, would be answered. Again, I still don't think I fully understand the question, but like, what? I think it's yeah, smart boy. Paul, I think it? it's the I think it's the midfield being. I think it's knowing what the midfield plan is, right? So it's knowing that it's going to be 
these three, but after 60 minutes, this person's coming on and this is how we're going to do it. So I want I, I want us to dominate the midfield on Sunday. Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. So the one thing to find for me going into the derby is that the players know what to do. What am I, I don't think I understand the question. Um, fuck it. Change of plan. It's that... It's that Kyogo... Kyogo does that thing. What is he's, he's, he, If he scores, he's scored in like four or five consecutive games. Five consecutive against Rangers games against Rangers. For the first, first player since like... Collins scored four. John Collins, right. There's, there's something I would like to find. I would like Kyogo... To write himself go, in the go. history book. Well, is that the question? I've answered the question. You've answered the question. Right, that's what I want. I want Kyogo to score against them again. I want him to feel that confidence and feel that fucking drive coursing through his veins. And, and be so enthusiastic by the moment that he rips the throat of John Suter's clean out. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right there on the park. Fucking right. Might get a red card, but with that wee celebration he does. Aye, do we? Wouldn't it be better if... Um, Small delay of the game. Haxabanovich did it with his wee, <laughs> wee samba. His wee, oh, over Aye. his prostate body. Sure. Okay. Um, Alan, anything that... Um, well, I don't want to push my luck with it, but... That Jota and uh, Hatati... No, 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 I don't mean that. I don't want to push my luck. Push my luck would say, if I could have one thing defined getting into the derby, it would be that Celtic win, but if I could have one thing getting into the derby, the Celtic score first. Because... I have faith in this team and I think if we score first we would have the composure we would have the wherewithal to see it out so can I push Mark and say that? Aye? That's fine, that's good that, that, that's, exactly what, that's nice. exactly what I was looking for Alan Celtic score first and it's in the 95th minute <laughs> Celtic score first and last um, Sounds good If I could have one thing And there's a single goal in the game Sure if, if I could have one thing defined going into this derby it would be that Rio Hatati is putting. Putting? Putting. Oh, hello, putting. Because I think Rio Hatati, you know, we've discussed this over the last couple of weeks and stuff, but a fully fit on form Rio Hatati is a game changer. It's just that he's just, is he fully fit? Well, that's the thing. That's If I could have that defined, that's the thing I'd have to find him. A week's week training. So sounds week. good to me. Yeah. I think it sounds good. I think so. A week's training, aye. Same with Jota. Jota on the wing. The sporting wing, the fucking pictures that they go by. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy's something else, isn't he? Oh, he's, he's, he's class. No, do you know the really upsetting thing about it? You're going to have so many people now over like the next weeks and months doing double denim, and you're going to have to say, as I was a one-off mate, like he's Jota. I, I think maybe about 2008 or nine, a guy I used to play football with came in and he came dressed to football in double denim. Way, just like a pair of like, black shoes on and <laughs> honestly the picture still gets sent about to this day it's that bad now, you're talking about 13-14 years it's, it doesn't help his case that Jota did it because it is so one off he gets away with it because I don't know he just, do you know just got it you've do either got it or you've not do you know what they call it? Canadian tuxedo Canadian tuxedo it's class man oh were you going to drop that on us like this Piece of knowledge. No, 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 no. I, I, let's wait to hear this. No, I could just imagine Alistair Johnson looking at that picture like, whoa, oh, very formal, <laughs> yeah. very formal for going to the pub. Yeah, exactly. Um, imagine I dropped in here and doubled in today. Do you think you'd be polite enough to just not acknowledge it, or do you think you would have went, what the fuck is going no, on? No, I'm going to page you. Listen, I've got, I, I wear a lot of dark blue denim, right? I'm, I'm wearing dark blue denims right now. 
I've got a dark blue denim Levi's shirt. I sometimes wear them together. I don't think anything about it. I look good. None of you tell me I look like a fucking idiot. Uh, so what I'm... Can I, can I, just point out, I don't think I've ever seen you wearing it, to be honest. <laughs> well, you don't tell you. Right. Am I shorter? Oh, Jesus Christ, you're not. Um, see, before we move on to kind of like look at the, the actual game itself and stuff, um, Alistair Johnson has a incoming player um, done so well in derbies the way he has. I feel like he's someone who has came in and just taken to this specific type of game like a duck to water. Now it happens, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but you know, he's a fullback and I just I think his confident levels has anyone come in and taken played so many games, I mean this will be his what, fourth derby in the space of four months? Has anyone came in and just the, the kind of coming into these derbies and you don't even have a worry about them? It's, not, it's quite rare. It's rare, Lubo. I mean... Well, I mean, you're, pull, you're literally pulling legends out of the sky, so that's fair enough. Oh, sorry. No, 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 um, no. But that's, I mean, like, that's, that's the level you're talking aye, about. But I think where he's been really good is he's enjoyed the... I think he's enjoyed the demands placed on him in this game. The, to, phys- the physical aspect. Yeah, to then shut it down. And I think I think there's one thing, you know, we talk about this team and how it's a modern team and the way we play football. If there's one thing fans love, though, it's out-muscling the Rangers player and actually being technically gifted enough to match it, but also not giving an inch physically. And I think he fits into that kind of wee, you know, area perfectly and he's done really, really well. Still work to be done, though. There's... I don't want to be. It's one of the ones I don't want to celebrate too much in terms of oh, he's been great. He's still got a big challenge at the weekend. Rangers will rely on Kent a lot. I know I think he's been training for them this week. He tends to be a player that if he plays well, then their team plays well. So it's of the utmost importance that AJ continues that and just meets that task again head on because if he does then I'll be happy to sit and have the discussion about what a great six months or five months. That job's still got a, a bit of doing yet for me. Paul, your thoughts on AJ? AJ Styles? Uh, no, I'm delighted with his start. Um, he definitely has levels to go up, um, but I think he enjoys these games. And one of my kind of thoughts for this game was that he needs to do what he's done in these previous derbies and play the same game. Because if he plays well, if he can keep Kent just nullified then I think we win the game quite easily not quite easily that's maybe a wee bit of a stretch but um, just keep doing what you're doing AJ right but next season let's talk about we don't have to talk about next season we're not talking about next season we're talking about now well he should just play the same way he played in the last three or four games because I agree with you I I think he he's the type of player you want in this this battle I don't know what it is I think he's one of the biggest shite houses in the team we don't have a lot of shite houses in the team, so he does have to step up in shite these games. Yeah. I, I think, see, to go, if I could fit yes. this back into the question earlier, if I could have one thing to find, it's that if there's a clip and a highlight of AJ after the game that is going forward as opposed to defensive. I don't want to get too critical of him, but is that his biggest kind of um, weakness? Not weakness, but like, is that the thing he needs to work on more getting forward? See, I think he's been really good going forward. I think he's been really effective. 
and he's only four months into his Celtic journey, so I, I don't have big criticisms of AJ, if I'm being honest. And if I, There's things that every player in our team could work on, and we could go through them all day, but AJ, to me, he's, he's been a great find, he's been superb. I think, I just, I'd like to see highlights of him crossing, passing, rather than snuffing out a Rangers attack just because that's the nature I want to see his play so I want everything in the front foot of the weekend Absolutely, couldn't agree more um, Any hand in rituals, Paul? Paul? So myself, Paul and Alan will be at the game um, Where are you sitting? I'm in the south east stand so I'm like I, Are you quite I, high up? I, I, I3 So like, kind of like I'm in the south stand but kind of on the the south east corner Yeah uh, I'm in row Q, which is you think sounds like oh IQ, great, fucking it's like being it's like you might as well be in the front row. So, um, but fuck it, I got a ticket, so that's all I care about. Grateful to be there. Um, thank you, my friend David, who sadly can't go, who gave me his ticket. Or I bought it, I paid for it, bought and paid for, my friend. No, to no, answer your question, hand no, and rituals. No one, no one gives a fuck. Nah, no one gives a fuck. My Hamden ritual is not going to Hamden, actually. Usually, I fucking hate it. Uh, but I've been C- to... Celtic circa 2002 there. <laughs> <laughs> been to a couple of games at Hamden recently and I actually really enjoyed the last one I was at. It was a Kelly semi-final. Uh, my new ritual is going to Chris Bowd's house uh, before and after the game. Beautiful. Uh, and drinking a bunch of cans. That's beautiful. Hey, yourself, Alan, any Hamden rituals? Winning recently has been the kind of order of the day, but no, nothing particular. I think um, I enjoyed the chat on the weekly last night where you were giving us a wee tour of the pubs and the options around the city. I'll throw the hat in the ring, an outsider, literally an outsider Chapman's. I do quite like going of there course, yeah, yeah. sometimes before the game, so I think on Sunday, uh, I think I might do that, but no particular rituals, just, yeah, just sit in my wits end for 90 minutes like everybody else to be honest I'm not actually sure where my seat is to be honest I think it's vaguely in the corner between the main stand and the Celtic end where the kind of ambulance entrance and exit is I think it's about there but I'll need to check I'm behind the goal me and Bowdy are behind the goal um, where are you sitting? behind the goal I think, right. but I think it's far back enough that you know that way when you're see like when I had to get Bowd's ticket for him and it was like you know when someone puts that whole pressure of you get me my ticket and I'll be fine and you're looking at the map and you're like oh for fuck's sake like what actually is a good that's the thing like what is a good seat at Hamden it's just there are no good seats at Hamden that's the truth um, see I think if you're behind the goal if you're in like row Y or Z I think we are like I think we are PP or something like that so like we're far in, we're in the middle middle bit so PP. <laughs> as soon as I said that, I thought you I'm in real poo poo. <laughs> Pathetic but hilarious. Um, I, I'm going to ask you this, right? And I know what your answer is going to be. Will there be revenge on the minds of the players? Oh, from last year's. Do you think they'll be going through their heads? And I know you do I the whole. So. They're professional. Oh, that's such a long time ago now, and they've played that much recently. I, I, I doubt it. I don't. Maybe afterwards we can say uh, that was because we could beat last year, but I really don't. I think it will just be the Scottish Cup final is enough of an incentive in itself. I don't think it needs anything extra. It's already a, 
semi-final against Rangers, so it's massive. It's got everything, it doesn't need anything extra. Maybe sometimes you just need to actually pull the players back a wee bit, to be honest, more than cheer them up. So I think, I mean, from our point of view, that semi-final feels an age ago. And I think for players, you probably add more onto that. That's, that game's gone for a lot of them, I think. So, nah, not in my opinion. Is revenge on your mind, Paul? My friend, I live my life just extracting revenge on people. <laughs> and sometimes they don't even know what they've done yet to, de- to deserve it. You two are toast later, by the way. Like It's a double denim situation, I know. <laughs> it's cost us badly. Uh, I agree with Alan. I, th- I think there's, this is just a different world now. Like We've moved on from that, that season. They've got worse, we've got better. Have they got worse? They've maybe stayed static. I think we've improved. And again, I think Ange just goes into this game thinking, no, it's, like, don't think about last year. Why would we Why would you well on that? We've beat them, what, three times this season? already um, go and do that again and I think as well if you want to be really ultra modern about it and think about how players approach it and players that have maybe positive visualisation would kind of dictate that you don't then go back to a negative memory so if you are really into that and I, to be honest I don't think we are I think that's more of a Michael Beale type thing <laughs> getting the psychologists in so um yeah, they only need to cast their memory a lot longer back to get a positive memory against us. Um, let me ask you a question. Andy uh, sends this question. Uh, one point raised from the coaching convention was that Anne said we don't work on set pieces. Given how poor we are from set pieces in both boxes, did the panel have any idea why this would be the case? And is this a cause for concern? Um, it's funny because I, I found that quite interesting, like the idea that we don't work on set pieces and stuff whereas you see like you know Liverpool had a set piece coach and it's all about those kind of um, you know the kind of um, marginal gains you can get at any kind of point of view are you surprised by that well first of all the that coaches convention has leaked like an absolute <laughs> sin by the way I don't think there's a quote from Ange that hasn't gone reported um, I'll take it in good faith and I'll take it at face value we have had some set-piece routines offensively this year, so I wonder if he means defensively. And the reason for that, we don't face a lot of set-pieces against defensively, domestically. The lion's share of our game and their training time is obviously finite. I do wonder if it's just a decision that, look... We kind of coach every single it, but not even that, aspect. The benefit of doing it and the time it would take versus what we would get back from it, that training time might be best spent elsewhere. We have done enough set-piece routines though, offensively this year to make me think we at least have... There is some sort of plan there. Defensively, maybe it's just a case of shape up. You know, someone tries to screen the front area and then man-mark or zone or whatever you do. Beyond that, there isn't really too much more need. Look, we were put against Rangers and set-pieces, I think, in the last game. We looked the last quite, game we were yeah, terrible. We looked, but they are a big side and they, they will... I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a bad match in terms of they are more, they're stronger, more powerful in those moments. But you're outside the transfer window now. I don't think Ange would even change his personnel if he had the option because, again, for the sake of maybe five or six corners, he'll just he'll trust his players. So I think, like everything else, he will trust the players and he'll leave it to them to say, "Look, I believe in you guys to do better." To I, the idea that they don't work on them, I just I said at the start, I'll take it at face value, but. There is, there is a plan there. I'd maybe just they don't spend a great deal of time on it. 
and we've seen enough offensive corner routines this year and set piece routines to make me believe that we do work on them. As a fan, Paul, does it worry you? I don't know. Like, yeah, the old-fashioned fan in me, like the kind of throwback of scoring from corners, right? Love, always loved that. But I just don't think that's this team. I don't think it's our identity. Um, it would be better if we could concede less, especially against Rangers from those uh, from set pieces. But I'd rather we just stuck to what we do best because that that's where we that's where we win games. We win games from our good passing, from our uh, ability to turn to create something from nothing. Um, it feels like focusing on set pieces feels like a kind of a very Ross County thing to do. And I'm not I'm not being disrespectful to Andy's question at all or Ross County. I mean, fuck Ross County, fuck Malky Mackay, but I think we've this team's evolved beyond that. I think. I mean, I we can see we conceded. Um, what two goals from set pieces against Rangers? And we still won. Yeah. How many so goals I mean, have we scored against Rangers? So I mean, if you if you balance up of like you know, if we conceded, if you know we you put extra hours and time into defending set pieces, what's it really going to do for you? I, I think it's just a case here of there's no right or wrong. The manager will choose to focus on different things in training. The time that he then hypothetically adds to this gets then taken away from you know transition counters or whatever so you can't have it all and you've got to allocate the time as best you see fit loads of managers might spend time in set pieces but don't work on open play that's just the way of it so i don't really think it's a big drama it's just a, ma- a managerial decision and you, you you know stick with it the players probably would be delighted because what those set pieces by the way probably isn't a lot of fun boring no, I just what do you not, see not when, a, when your team has a set piece, a corner kick? Are you are you back? Oh, aye, aye. Firmly back. I'm <laughs> the guy that fouls whoever manages to get a counter attack. <laughs> First thing I always say, if, if we get a, you know, one guy stays up and two guys stay back, just don't let don't let anybody turn. If they hold the ball in and they're trying to turn, just foul them. Give away a foul and let the big guys get back. Let the talent get back. That's, that's your job, basically. You can nick the ball great, but don't try and nick it. Don't try and be clever. Just give a foul away. But then that's probably the exact antithesis of what this team want to do. We want to play and keep it open. I would just immediately, as soon as I see the ball come out, I just foul somebody and just think, safer, let the other guys get back. That's why Alan's had so many red cards in his <laughs> career. Yep. Um, also, so why I'm, I'm sitting here talking about football not preparing for a big game of the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously... Semi-final, the last time we played. I mean, you only play semi-finals and finals at Hamden. What do you think the kind of different... I'll come to you first, Alan. In regards to the mentality for preparation from a league game and a game where, essentially, you know, it, it bounces on from the last game and the game after it and it's very integral to the whole kind of run of fixtures as opposed to this, which really is a one-off. And it's kind of like what Samani was saying on the weekly about anything can happen do you think there is a difference in preparation for that don't, I don't think there's a difference in how you train there might be a difference in terms of individuals and maybe nervousness uh, as a huge occasion but they've got experience of that fairly recently so I don't think there's too much different the manager and the coaches I don't think will do anything different Yeah. they might pick different things based on opposition but they would do that every week I think for players though you might get that nervousness, that 
you know, they know how big an occasion it is. Most of the players will know that the season, in terms of open competition, will boil down to this game. But that's the same for the other side as well. So in terms of coaches, managers, people around the players, nothing changes. Players will be excited, looking forward to it. But there's not much beyond that, to be honest. I know that might sound really dull and boring, but it's they don't. It's, it's different for players than it is for us. We'll think about all that, but players will just be... They can actually affect it. They can have an impact on it. So they can prepare that way. They can. They know that the best thing they can do is... And this does sound dread. Sleep well, train well, and just be ready for it. And Sunday, it's us that go through the ringer in a lot of ways. I know that sounds really hyperbolic, but it is. That's, that's, that's just the nature of it. Paul, yourself, in regards to just, you know... Cup versus league, finite defined. Need a winner that day versus a draw. I feel like the games against them though kind of quite often have that that semi-final vibe, um, which maybe goes a wee bit against what I said at the start of this episode. But um, in terms of this weekend, like, like when you play it, just win the game. When you play Rangers, just win the game. I, I love that Ireland's like living well is the best preparation. Like, I like that a lot, and uh, like, I think this like not spending a midweek night in the brazen head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but Jordan doesn't drink; he's teetotal, so no problem. It was, it was a little joke, Paul. Jesus, Jota doesn't drink. What the fuck? Jota doesn't drink. Jota, Jota. He's one of these drink. guys that doesn't need to drink to enjoy himself. Ugh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. Jota anyway. strikes me very much the kind of guy that would love, like the way a Guinness is poured. And the set, he would love the whole process. I think he would. He, would, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't just, like to drink he would it. just wouldn't drink it, but <laughs> yeah. he would love the whole everything about it. Yeah. What was the question again? Uh, it was <laughs> just about smashing, smashing. Uh, right. Let me ask you this, Paul. What's your worry? Have you got any worries? Let's quickly get the worries out of the way, and then we'll focus on the positives. My, my worry is the same in all these games. Like we just don't trust our own fucking ability. Celtic players don't trust their own ability. I'm not on the pitch actually. It's that thing where if, if the midfield, so the, right, the game against Motherwell last weekend, sorry to go over all ground, but the midfield was like fucking missing, right? I thought the whole game. If we win the midfield battle against Rangers, we win the game because they are shaky at the back, right? I mean, um, that guy that they signed from Preston, uh, from Liverpool, um, Davis. Oh, awful. John Souter, awful, right? Barisic, loads of mistakes in him. Tavernier generally plays well against us, but. Are you are you joking? Well, I mean, he scored a goal, right? He's appalling. No, he's he's terrible. He's terrible. But he will be us, he's he'll terrible. be up for it. So fuck. I could be up for it playing for Celtic. I I I, I shouldn't be. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I just realised what I, that I've just defended James Tavernier. Can Tavernier and Tilwin here back in biggest fans? Gonna get Tav two in the back of my Celtic shirt, and that'll be your second tattoo. Oh, hello. Is this side point? Does his brother play for like Nottingham Forest? I saw that yesterday. I, I didn't realise that. That's hilarious. Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah. Plankton. Uh, Another of the Rangers out that he's not even the best player in his house. <laughs> I just, I just love, just love that. That's good. Even That's if good. it's fucking not true, I don't really care. But it is always, always true. I've answered your question. I can't yeah, remember. thanks, Paul. Let's move on. Um, Alan, you're kind of fierce. Just any kind of, not fears like, oh God, just like any kind of wee worries you've got. I think that what it might be that we 
in the in the period where we might drop out the game, can we then recover it and get back into it? You know, that's we have a tendency in these games be, where we do give a 15 minute, 15 20 minute spell where we really drop off badly. You know, we've we've navigated it really well. But if you're asking what I'm concerned about is if you lose a goal in that period, how does it then impact us? So um, concerns there, set pieces, absolutely, I'll be nervous about. Um, but there's a million things, but I, I'm very nervous getting into it, to be honest. More nervous now than we started this, but yeah. Hey, Joe Hart, to answer your question, honestly, if Joe Hart sort of makes a bit of a fuck up early in the game, yikes. So... Let, let me ask you this. Let's kind of. I'm uh, not enjoying this question. Uh, no, let, let, let's let, let's look at the positives and let's kind of um, end on a really positive kind of note. Um, in regards to the back five picks themselves, Hart, Johnson, Carter, Vickers, Starfield, Taylor. Yes, perfect. Um, the midfield three. Let me ask you this, Alan. I'll come yourself, Paul. After. Um, Callum McGregor is definitely playing. For sure. Matt O'Reilly's definitely playing, or I mean, I think O'Reilly starts. Yeah, I think O'Reilly will because he has started to. He's been really important recent weeks. He's match fit. He's match sharp. And then it'll be a case of the plus one. Who's That'll the plus be the question. One? I mean, Real Hatati would be a great shout if he's fit and strong enough. I just don't know if he will be. A week's training is pretty good. I have to say, that's not you know he's trained for two three days. Um, so I would like to see that, but if he goes with Tomoki Awata, if he goes with Aaron Moy, probably wouldn't go Moy and O'Reilly, if I'm being honest, but, you know, there's, there's good options in there. So I think the midfield is one I'm open to seeing what the manager does, because you know that whoever he starts in there, even if we're playing well, you're going to get a change around our mark anyway, so there's going to be enough time for whoever doesn't start to impact the game regardless. Paul? Uh, we start Awata. I think he's been great, um, and I think his tidiness and neatness and confidence and calmness over Hitati. I would bring Hitati on after 60 minutes and then I think we're bringing on a player that is a genuine game changer even if we're winning and hopefully we are Hitati can Hitati can be either effectively effective uh, uh, an offence or when we're defending a lead and I think his drive and energy and eye for a pass because if Rangers have to kind of come forward Bringing Hitati on with 60, with 30 minutes to go, I, I think Iwata. Uh, actually, I would I would take off O'Reilly in 60 minutes and bring on Hitati and play the two Japanese players in McGregor. I would fucking love that midfield. I think that's a real hard-working, industrious midfield, and I think that's what we might need. Uh, front three, Kyogo plays, Maeda plays, yeah, and Jota plays. Yeah. Jota, yeah. Al. Similar to the Hattati one. See if you don't think he's ready. And I know Haksavanovic hasn't set the header alight recently. But I think Ange has a lot of love and respect for guys that are match sharp, match fit. So I wouldn't rule out Haksavanovic starting. I'd love to see Jota start because, well, we love him. And he's had a history lesson midweek that will hopefully. But again, that might be another one you need to pull the reins in a wee bit as opposed to. Um, <laughs> so, but no, I think again. I'm making a promise to myself that when the team lineup comes out and Sunday morning, I'm not going to freak out or panic. Trust in the manager, trust what he does, and the guys that are on the bench will plenty of time to impact the game. Paul, same. 
Yeah, J- Jota. I would start Jota if he's if he's available. Um, and yeah, Maeda. I, I I just think Jota always turns up in these games. I mean, some of the goals he scored against Rangers. I mean, he scored for me the best goal of the season against them already, right? So, yeah, J- Jota should start. I mean, look, no one loves Sead Haksabanovic more than me, apart from Gal, Sarmani, Allen. Like, you know, I'm in that level of you don't like. Okay, uh, you love you love Haksabanovic more than me. Okay, right. Colin Colin Kearney. Colin Kearney, yeah, loves him as well. I, I think Haksabanovic is brilliant. I am not enjoying him playing on the right at all. Um, it's just not where he's best, and I wouldn't really want to do that. I mean, Barisic right enough. Ugh. He's honking. Barisic. But Jota should start, and I think we're all agreed that Abada is maybe a coming on with ten minutes to go type sub. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm just trying to be kind. Just trying to be kind. Uh, let's let's finish on scenarios. I got a couple of scenarios for you. Uh, I'm going to give you one each. Uh, okay, Paul Carlin, scenario number one. You must choose someone to potato a Rangers player straight from kickoff. Who do you choose? AJ, Alison Johnson. Uh, and I want him to do Ryan Kent. Alan Edgar, Tavernier is completely isolated. You can drop any player in on him to take him on. Who do you choose? One on one. Dyson Maida. I think Tavernier's pace is, is gone. And if it's over a nice stretch, then Dyson. So. Beautiful, love it, love it. Uh, Paul, a Rangers player has ran through. You can choose any player to chase after them and stop them in their tracks, whatever ne- means necessary. Who is it you choose? Ooh. Uh, can I clarify? Is that is this like no, no punishment? No, like ah, he's run through. You're probably going to get punished in some way, I think. Unless, uh, well, then it's maybe a player. Uh, uh, maybe a water. I'd like to see a water get a wee bit of notoriety. So that would be the perfect way to do it. Uh, Alan Goldson has passed the ball into space, a space with no players, a space with no Rangers players around them. You can choose one player to pick the ball up, drive at them. Who do you choose and why? Dyson Maida. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I, wish I might just, gonna you know, I might just fucking stick with Dyson for every answer and see what it gets me here. <laughs> kind of like lottery numbers. I'm going to be faithful. Yeah. Uh, number five, a fantastic through ball puts a Celtic player one on one. What player do you choose to be running through and why? Uh, Jota. I think Jota. I think he's proven. I mean that that we chip over um, Alexander. Alexander Hamilton in the first game against Rangers this season. Alexander Hamilton, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he sounds like he can play for Rangers. Hopefully singles. Of course. Uh, I feel like Kyogo's had a couple of those where he hasn't scored, so Jota. Um, based on your team that you chose and that we both, both all chose together, it's a penalty for Celtic. Who's taking it? Fuck. Oh, we, no. didn't, we didn't pick Aaron Moy, did we? No, oh, we did for not. For fuck's sake. Um, oh, shite. Dyson Maida. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, uh, uh, might as well pick a name out of half. Fucking it, mate. Do you know somebody should, run up and wallop it? Do you know who should take the penalty? The guy we've been linked with, the Trinidad and Tobago forward. Levy Garcia. Hey, I watched his uh, highlight reel on YouTube today. 
Good penalty taker. Paul. For all the great penalties we get. There's a 50-50 with Ryan Jack. Who do you task with going in on him and why? I'm going to give this to Callum McGregor. I think McGregor would get a lot of pleasure out of that. I think, uh, yeah, McGregor doesn't get off the leash as much as he should. You know, if it was Scott Brown was the captain, it'd be him. So get our, our main man, our midfielder guy, just go and do him. I think he's injured as well, so you'd have a right good chance. Ah, so you could let one of the other boys have at him. Ah, he's not He's not playing, I don't think so. Ah. Uh, there's two more, one each. Alan, you have a last-minute corner. Who do you nominate as a set-piece taker, and who would you have on the end of it? Barry Robson to take it. And <laughs> Jan, very good at Hesselink. Hesselink to Edra, yeah. aye. Um, corner should be taken by... Probably have to be Matt O'Reilly. And I would like... Not Starfelt on the end of it. Not AJ on the end of it. Awata on the end of it. Love it. Sayla Hammer. I was going to say CCV, but I'm surprised CCV dies in my either. CCV has been taken off at this point. CCV, he's, he's been sent off and after his hat trick or whatever. CCV and Starfield. Not very good. Their sense of direction when the header ball isn't up to it, so yeah, about O'Reilly delivery. Yeah. Sweet. Final one. There's a post-match scrap, and you need to nominate a triple threat team to attack. Who and why? Who is the triple threat Celtic team taking on all comers? Uh, AJ, because he won't shirk away from a challenge. Dyson Maeda, because genuinely he's just a fucking hard-ass bastard. And wild card. Um, Anthony Ralston. Just coming Tony off. Ralston. Coming off the... Yeah, fuck it. Revenge. Um, listen, this has been tremendous. This has been the lunch club. Um, tomorrow we've got the preview myself and Callum Gordon will um, pour over the uh, press conference we got some tactical analysis stuff with Christian and uh, we'll get built up for the game and we'll also have a reaction straight after the game so uh, get involved um, Alan Edgar it's been a pleasure sir thanks very much hope everybody's a safe and enjoyable weekend wear your hoops and uh, hail hail Paul Carlin pleasure as always I3, Q, look out for me. We'll sing songs together. Absolutely. I3, I, Q. Um, from Alan Edgar, from Paul Carlin, from myself, Chris Gallagher, this has been The Lunch Club. Uh, I'm on the hoops, and we'll speak to you down the road. Sometimes we at lunch at one o'clock. Sometimes we at lunch at two o'clock. And sometimes we at lunch at seven o'clock. The Lunch Club.